Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, October 8th, and it has been an incredibly busy week since I talked to you last. Last week, I went to the Lansing area Patchers, and I presented a trunk show at their guild. My goodness, I've done a few trunk shows, and I can't believe how big some quilt guilds are. There were at least 60 people at this particular quilt guild and it was wonderful to see people interested in quilting and interested in hearing about my quilting journey with fusion quilting. If you remember right I started this fusion quilting journey in about 2013 when Mary Fonz asked me the question what kind of quilter are you on the set of the Quilty YouTube show. Yeah, I was in Chicago and I had a quilt in Quilty Magazine when she was the editor and she was doing this fantastic YouTube show and she asked me the question and I told her I wasn't a modern quilter and I wasn't a traditional quilter. I was a fusion quilter, fusing together the thoughts of where I came from in traditional quilting to making it meld together into this almost melting pot of ideas, experiences, and skills into the quilt that I'm currently making. Of course, you know, Gwen Marston's always been a big influence in northern Michigan because, you know, she lived on Beaver Island, not all that far from me, and I was very familiar with her work. So that was the trunk show. I had probably 25 quilts, and I told my little story and the stories about the quilts, but also comparing some of the traditional blocks and I had one or two traditional quilts that I had made recently and how I took those ideas into making a more modern contemporary quilt. And I even talked about the modern quilt as I understand it because you know it's an ever-evolving thing. Francis of the off-kilter quilt has always got me thinking about what a modern quilt is because we belong to the MQG and she posed a very good question on her podcast. And if you're not listening to her podcast, The Off-Kilter Quilt, you really should. Um, and it got me thinking about, you know, currently what the MQG, the Modern Quilt Guild's um, definition of modern quilting includes functional you know, yeah, no, not most um, modern quilts are functional as a bed quilt. Um, most of them are wall hangings or art quilts or something to be displayed like that. So I'm agreeing with her that it's going to become a more art based. Not to be confused with the Modern Quilt Guild, to be confused with the SAGA, which is the um, Art Quilters Guild. So 
I don't know. I think we're all kind of coming from it in different angles, but we kind of end up in similar idea spaces. You know, our, our quilts are all just individual works of art anyway. So what does it matter, right? I don't know. I just think it's interesting because we have to compartmentalize stuff. And if we're going to join a guild, there is a lot of ideas. Um, that's always been my problem with guilds, you know, of what is a proper quilt, you know, proper meaning some people are pretty traditional. Some people are pretty modern. Some people love modern quilts, but then they bring traditional quilts. So it's like, you know what? I don't know. That's why I belong to the Modern Quilt Guild as an individual member. And I kind of do my own thing. And I have monthly meetings with my friends in the winter who quilt. And that's what we do. We just do our own thing, but meet, talk, and have a beverage or two and mull over the quilty issues of the world. <laughs> it's actually a lot of fun to get together. So I did this little speech. I'm going to tell you, it was great. We took two days off of work Thursday and Friday. My husband went, we got a hotel. We got to go to Horrocks, which is a fantastic um, market across the street from where we were staying. And it's legendary in Michigan. Um, I've heard about it all, all for years. It's like an indoor farmer's market, but way upscale from what I was picturing. It was more like Trader Joe's, but it had locally sourced produce and vegetables and fruit and had a massive coffee bar, tea bar, places for books, all kinds of candy. Oh, and there was even hot foods that you could get if you were there earlier. Um, it was getting ready to close at 10 o'clock and we were there at nine. So there was me, my husband, a couple of Michigan State students and the employees because not a lot of people were shopping on Thursday night at 9.30, between 9 and 9.30 at night. But it is a great place. They also have a garden center with indoor plants. And you may have seen some fantastic indoor plants um, in my Instagram stories, as well as um, they have outdoor plants too. And of course, this is a time of year where mums are the number one sold plant. My goodness, they had huge ones. If I had the space and the money and nothing but time on my hands, I would have bought way more stuff to bring home and stage my home into a beautiful fall looking place with all those mums. But no, I, I just don't have the, oh, it's kind of a waste of time and money. I'll tell you why. And mums, you know, you can keep them outside and they stay fresh for a very long time in cold weather, but it is October and it is getting close to the middle of the month. We had a bit of a frost already and the National Weather Service issued a potential snow this weekend. So I'm like, why would I take all that time and money and put into mums and then have to mess around with trying to keep them from getting, you know, frozen? And I know that sometimes they survive that, but it's awfully cold and they get broken off if we do get a heavy, wet snow. So anyway, I think about it. I decorate my house with all that kinds of stuff. So pumpkins, glass pumpkins, pumpkin candles, all of that has started. So wrapping up the um, Lansing trip, it was phenomenal to meet all kinds of people, tell them about the podcast, gave them uh, business cards and the podcast diversary gifts and patterns and all the things that I had for free on my website. 
And then Friday I had off, so I met my parents at one of my favorite places in Michigan, which is Frankenmuth. Frankenmuth is a little tourist town outside of the um, Bay City Saginaw area, not quite to the thumb of Michigan. And it is a Bavarian village. And all of the buildings are Bavarian. They play German music and they have a glockenspiel. Boy, sounds like my hometown, doesn't it? Yeah, we, we ripped that idea off a little bit from them. And we had a great lunch at a barbecue place with my folks. And we went to some of my favorite places in Frankenmuth. We walked a lot. It was hours of walking and my knee and hip said, oh, you should stop. And I said, no, I have more shopping to do. And then I spent Saturday and Sunday resting my knee. But the woolen mill um, in the downtown area carries some moda fabric. It's not a large spot. Um, they have wool down comforters there and they sell um, machine-made quilts and they sell, sell all kinds of awesome um, gifts and organic cleaners and they have Battenberg lace but in the corner is always grab bags from the summer of cutting up all kinds of fabric and I bought two grab bags of Moda that had theme of yellow black white and gray I got some phenomenal pieces and they're large yardages and it was well worth the $18 I spent on the two grab bags it was wonderful I also went to the fairy garden store there and I always buy something because I love it. I bought a little tiny owl who had an acorn on his head and he's in my indoor fairy garden as well as some beads at a shop called Bead Haven or Bead Heaven. Anyway, it doesn't matter because it is Bead Heaven and it's awesome. They've got millions of beads. I'm not lying in that store. It's a huge, huge square footage of space. And you pick up a muffin tin with like 20 spots in it. And each spot is labeled as to how much money the button uh, buttons and beads in the store cost. And you pick up one bead at a time and you put it in the appropriate area of the tin. It says how much money it is. I bought some things to make earrings and a couple of beautiful beads for um, necklaces or maybe even a macrame style bracelet. Not sure, but I had a lot of fun. My mom and I had a great time. Even my dad, he um, likes to look for railroad things. And you're, you're right. They have beads that have railroad engines on it. It was pretty cool. He's like, you know, I could see myself doing bead making. And I said, you should get stuff for doing that, Dad. And he was really interested in it. So we had a good time. And my husband drove us all over. And we walked a lot. I just love Frankenmuth. It was perfect because we were there Friday more early afternoon, late morning. And it was before all the tourists started coming in for the weekend. The weather was in the mid 50s it was nice and it wasn't as crowded if you go there in the summer it's kind of like Gatlinburg it's very very crowded now Frankenmuth is famous for a, the huge Christmas store and I'm thinking about you Anne um, Bronner's and if you've never been to Bronner's then you might want to go and check them out online because they have a great website and it's Anna. Anna of Texas loves Christmas and I follow her and she follows me on Facebook 
and she's counting down already with the Hallmark Christmas Channel. Yes, Anna, go to Bronner's website. If you come to Michigan, you've got to go to Bronner's. It's huge. It's I can't tell you how many square miles the parking lot and store is. has every Christmas ornament, every Christmas tree, light, every religion, every country, every tradition is represented in that store. Um, we did not go there this time because it's October and it's already jam-packed with people. And the thing about going in the store and looking at all the stuff, it you have to go in once and experience it because the whole thing is a Christmas decoration and it's lit and it's got animated things. It's got snowmen and Santas and it's overwhelming to the senses. But you are jammed in these aisles with all the people and you get bumped and pushed and your purse gets in the way and you good grief you can't even take a shopping cart in there it's horrible so anyway just know that if you're ever in Michigan and you've never been to Bronner's you should go but if you're not coming to Michigan go to their website because they if you're looking for a specific Christmas ornament and you can't find it somewhere I would guess Bronner's would have it they have everything so my favorite place it it was like being in a fairy tale for an afternoon, looking at the gift shops, talking with my family, resting on the benches, looking at their gardens in the streets. The plants are huge and oversized and these white carriages with huge workhorses clop, 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 bobble up and down the street. It's just gorgeous. And when I retire and move south, um, I probably will move to Frankenmuth because <laughs> we'll probably won't leave Michigan. But, you know, Frankenmuth gets a little bit of snow, but they don't get the snow we do now, let me tell you. So, Anna, I thought of you the whole time, and you've got to come to Michigan and go to Frankenmuth just to experience if you haven't yet. Well, now, this comes to the segment of our show about projects. So coming back home, I was tired. So I decided to jump into the October finish along. So hashtag October finish 2019 is the one that several friends of mine and I are finishing things up. I'm trying not to start new things with quilting, especially it's wrapping things up. So my first priority was taking apart the Fat Quarter Shop had a quilt along this summer with the pineapple pads that's pre-printed paper piecing foundations. And I got in a hurry to put my quilt top together. Yep, I got in a hurry. I didn't take all the papers off and it didn't go together very well. And when I was doing my cutting, I made a couple of blocks, um, sashing strips that were too long and I couldn't figure that out until after I had put it all together so I took it all apart I even took one row apart where they were too long everything else went pr together pretty well and were accurately cut but I realized I needed to press it better take the papers off starch it with I used good old-fashioned Niagara and then I pinned the heck out of it at every intersection and I put the whole thing back together. The last row I took all apart. I correctly sized the sashing and here it is October 8th and that top is together. 
It's square though, so I need three more large pineapples. I still have the paper piecing pads. I could make um, lots of pineapple quilts if I want. And I want to do one more row of the big and one more row of the little. So there's 12 and a half inch pineapples. They have a six inch sashing all around them and the cornerstones are six and a half inch little pineapples. I love this quilt because it is a lot of white in it with area to make fantastic quilting when I decide to free motion quilt it. It's not going to be quilted this month. I just wanted to finish the top. I'm making that little disclaimer right here right now and I'm going to take the rest of the month to do the one two three four little ones and three big ones. It's probably gonna take me that long because the large ones are very, very labor intensive because they took me over an hour each, if you remember right, when I was talking about them this summer. It is worth the effort, even though I may have um, wailed about it a little bit <laughs> and complained because large paper piecing things, you can't just hold the pieces up and figure out where they go. I actually had to fold on every sewing line so I knew if my pieces were right. Now the good news is it strips except for one fussy cut center so that's that part is easy and it's my favorite fabrics. If you don't um, remember me going on about it this summer it's Tula Pink's Zuma Solids and then I fussy cut all the leftover Tula Pink fabrics that I had in my stash and they're from a couple different lines. Um, I can't even remember all of them, but I know one of them was Eden. Another one had a squirrel, a chipmunk thing on it, thing, animal. And um, it's just, it's just everything I love about quilts. It's contemporary. It has taken an old idea, pineapples, but I put a lot more negative space in it. Uh, do you see where I'm going here? All right. Yes, you know my fusion quilting now. So I tried to make it more contemporary by adding a lot more white space and then I mixed the large and small blocks. So if you want to make a pineapple quilt you can get the pineapple pads at the fat quarter shop and then just cut your sashing fabrics to be six and a half inches wide by 12 and a half inches long and then you will have a quilt just like the one that I'm making. Now if you need a little help with paper piecing they did a fantastic job on videos because I had to watch them several times on how to use the pineapple pads and to fold on the seam lines because I had never done that before. So my October finish, I to the point now where I am working on the pad, pineapple pads and blocks. So that's making me very happy. Um, I'm finding I really want to focus on one thing at a time and that's time of day. That's how I do my systems, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. But my systems are in the morning. I'm working on quilting before I go to work when I'm fresh in the morning and not tired. I usually long arm a row, which right now I don't have a quilt on and I'm going to load one this week working on my October finish. So that will be the pineapple. And I'm trying to do 20 to 25 minutes each in the morning and kind of moving slow the last couple of days. So my 15 minutes uh, a crack on working and things have been expanded to about 20 minutes. Then I do the same at lunch. If I have time, I will do either a row on the long arm or a 
sewing for 15 minutes. And then after work is handwork. And I'm now focused on my hexagon project. So in the evening, I am sewing the temperature quilt that I stopped in August because we're getting cooler and I had plenty of blue, which is cold weather and some oranges and other greens. So I'm down to about, I want to say eight more to stitch together. And then I also have the bee themed hexagons. I was in a swap this summer and I want to put those together. And I have found a couple bee themed fat quarters in my stash, as well as some extra fabric I bought at Delphine's Quilt Shop, which is my local quilt shop, right? A couple of houses down. And um, I really want to go there today and buy some tilde. Oh, wait, wait, I digress. Let's go back to hexagons and handwork. And then let's talk about knitting. The knitting part of the show is I finished my shawl and it took one skein of yarn. So I have another large skein of this chunky pinks and and browns and teal, teals, grays in it, tans and grays. It's gorgeous. So I finished the easiest shawl pattern ever. If you look it up on YouTube, it's it's there, the tutorial. It's easier to watch it than for me to tell you, but basically you increase every row when you start it. And all it is is a garter stitch. And then I went around the bias edges of the triangle shaped shawl and I double crocheted in a larger needle to keep those edges neat. I decided no lace with a chunky yarn. You can't make like a scallopy edge. So it's just a nice double crochet across the bias edges that hang down over the back and I left the bound off edge at the top as is. So I had a beautiful green clasp, I guess you call it. It's made out of wood with a long wooden thin stick and it looks great. It drapes around my shoulders. It'll be a perfect addition to my fall wardrobe and I do have some other knits that I'll be getting out as the weather is getting chilly. Yeah, I wrote all about the chilly weather because this is um, Hygge, H-Y-G-G-E, season. Um, I especially focus on it in October, November, December, but also throughout the winter. It's getting colder. The daylight is getting shorter. And I've got the candles out. I've got my fall decorations with my glass pumpkins. I bought a hand-blown glass pumpkin from the um, Dearborn Glass Academy. Oh, it's so gorgeous. It's amber glass. It sits with pride next to my fairy garden on my dining room table. I got my linens out that are all pumpkin and orange themed. This will take me through the uh, Thanksgiving holiday and then I'll get my Christmas things out. But, you know, keeping this theme of hygge is a uh, hygge I don't know how you pronounce it. I'm trying. So forgive me if I butchered the name, but it's that comfy, cozy, warm feeling when you get together with people and you're drinking a hot chocolate or you're by a fireplace or you're watching a show all snuggled in your comfy, cozy pants with a quilt on top. And you're just like, this is living. That's what the focus is. I wrote all about it on my Saturday morning coffee, how as the cold comes in the house, you can feel it in the floors and in the walls. And I want it to be comfy, cozy, and just delightful to be indoors because I'm about done with the outdoor season. Um, 
I didn't get out a fantastic amount, obviously, because my vitamin D level was almost zero when I had it drawn. So that's probably physical as well as the fact that I work in an office and I burn very easy. So I'm in the shade a lot. And I want to say that just even in this weak sunlight, I still get out and I soak it up and I'm enjoying every stray little drop of ray of sunshine because we've had a lot of rain and gray already and the leaves are starting to change. So that makes me enjoy my handwork time watching football and more shows and just being indoors and working on homemaking. And I've been sticking with the fly lady routines and I've always done fly lady. Um, I discovered her a long time ago and I've discovered that there are a lot of people on YouTube now who do fly lady routines and talking about the zones and the blessing your home once a week with a quick cleanup. Um, Diane in Denmark was mentioned by Kristen over at Simple Handmade Every Day. So I've been watching her, but then I found out that Diane has a collaboration going with a lady called Secret Slob in Canada. Oh my gosh. She is probably, she's older than my daughter by a few years, but she's adorable and she's easy to watch and is super fun because her home is super relatable. It looks great, don't get me wrong, but it's lived in. You know, where Diane pushes me to want to do better than where I'm at. So lots of fun watching those things and getting routines and cleaning routines. You know, this where this 15 minutes of working on things come together. But it's also, it made me interested in cleaning products. I know, seriously, cleaning products, how boring. But when you get to be my age and an adult, you remember you have your favorite spatula, you have your favorite cleaning product. And yes, I'm starting to look at adaptive devices for cleaning my shower. I found, did you know, and I'm going to buy one soon, that you can buy a, almost like a mop that you can put scrubbing your shower, but it's, it will not scratch the fiberglass surface. You know, some of them have like sponge heads, some have mop heads. They don't have, um, they, someone had microfiber. They don't have exposed hardware that can scratch. And I need something because of a walk-in shower, um, some, something like a mop that will, will, would be designed for a shower or bathtub because I can't get down on my hands and knees and scrub out the tub or the shower anymore. It's just too brutal. So that's something as a great adaptive device. And I may have to suck it up and get a grab it. You know, one of those extender things, because now I feel super short in a world that's growing taller and reaching up over my head is not good and bending way down underneath the table or something by drop something is becoming an issue and I'm going to get me one of those extended grab it tools yes I know my family has been laughing at me for years for being quote too short even my grandchildren when they wanted me to get something out of the cupboard everything is vertical in townhouses and condos and that's where they used to live and they go grandma can you get this down and I'm like no grandma can't reach it she's just too short so every time I couldn't reach, I got told that, Grandma, you're just too short. Yes, Grandma is. If she was six more inches tall, um, maybe life would be easier. <laughs> 
So I want to tell you that I'm experimenting with a new project, new type of product, and it's just a one, it's not going to be one and done, but it's going to be one of those. It's not a huge um, amount of projects, but with my Cricut maker, it has a rotary blade and I saw the coolest product on Sulky, Sulky's blog. And they worked with something called craft text and it looks like leather. It looks like leather. It feels like leather. You can sew with it. And I got a little sample piece and I'm going to use some of, I'm read here, Sulky's Sticky Plus. It's a tearaway stabilizer and I'm going to make some way cool things with it. I've already cut it and I've been working with it a little bit. And oh my gosh, it does look like leather, but guess what? It's environmentally friendly. It's paper and you can get it wet and wash it. And no animals were harmed in the making of the product that looks like leather. I have a beautiful indigo color and I'm going to just experiment with a few things. And so watch this space for more information. But my first initial um, feel of it is I cut it today with the rotary blade cutting on a denim setting on my Cricut and it cut like a dream and it feels fantastic. The edges are nice and clean, just like you would expect for leather. And I can see tons of applications for this. In fact, I want to price out how much it would cost to get a large amount of this because I'm thinking a sewing machine cover made in this would be awesome. Just something to keep a dust cover on my machine. And the last thing today is I had a pattern published on Sulky's blog. Go check it out. It's a pumpkin table runner. It is so fun and it is a variation on the theme of the apple mug rug that I did um, end of August, beginning of September. It's a little offset pumpkin, a little larger size block. And I had so much fun putting it together quilting it with free motion quilting all over the place. And it has a little bit of a candy corn thing with uh, whites, yellows, oranges, and um, a little bit of browns on there. And I picked some wild and crazy oranges for the pumpkin. So they all look all bright and cheerful in different colors. And I think for a paper, paper piecing pattern, it's a good place to start to learn. It's not really a difficult pattern and it's free over at Sulky's blog on sulky.com. Click the blog button at the top of the page. Or if you see me on social media, I've been putting links to it. And I believe Sulky is also going to put it up on Instagram and on Facebook later on today or tomorrow. They did a great job photographing. So if you see pictures of the pumpkins uh, and it's really nice and it's on a table um, with a brown background that's Sulky's picture. My pictures are a little more primitive than that. So thank you Sulky for featuring me on the blog. It's so much fun working with Sulky and Ellen is a great person and represents the company very well. She's their social media director. So that's what I've been up to this week. It's been a whirlwind. It's also been a lot of quiet, still moments of just creating things, resting up my sore knee and hip that reminded me I needed to go to the gym more often. So I did. And I'm going to go to the gym again. 
And that's part of my winter routine is going to the indoor workout center instead of walking so much. What kind of things do you do to celebrate the indoor season of hygge or more indoor cozy comfy feelings? Do you get candles out to banish all the shadows in the corners and smells and I fired up my oven and I'm baking a few things. Stew in the Instapot last night was great. So let me know what you do to celebrate the fall. Yeah, it's cold here. I'm sorry some of you still have 90 degrees or maybe going into summer for you. But it is the snuggly time of year, short daylight hours. And when we do get a nice day of weather, it's a big celebration because the snow is coming. I know it's in the air. They even said at the National Weather Service it might come this weekend. But anyway, I hope you take 15 to 20 minutes a day to do something to make your home better. Maybe find a system for cleaning up or just working on those things you've been putting off. But also take time to be creative and quilt on, everyone. I want to add here a couple of shout outs to some younger and independent artists. Um, my daughter-in-law Renee has Etsy shops and with Mind and Heart, she does graphic design and is the designer behind my new logo. My son, Sean, has done the music for the podcast, but he also has a new album out called Detachable Emotions. It's on my Facebook and Instagram page. If you want to hear a young artist with some contemporary music, but there's a couple of throwback sounds, some songs that make you really think and some that make you chuckle, you can find his music um, via my Instagram or Facebook page. And the last shout out goes to my daughter who has a new um, enterprise called Accio Vintage on Instagram. She is doing um, mid-century modern furniture. That was a tough thing to say. So check it out. Like and subscribe to her Instagram page. If you live local to her in the Virginia Beach area, she has a lot of different um, vintage things that she's been selling, but I think her focus is going to be more on furniture over the next year. So check it out because um, she will make arrangements to have it delivered locally. Furniture, you know, is hard to ship. So anyway, a shout out to the kids with their um, side hustles and they're working hard at their day jobs as well as um, my daughter who's a stay-at-home mom plus she has a job. So kudos to those hardworking kids of mine and I was hoping that everyone would check out their side hustles, like and subscribe to them and let them know how much you appreciate their generation working so hard. Anyway, thanks everybody and have a great day.